John the 13th chapter from verse 21. I'm reading the Passion Translation. Then Jesus was moved deeply in his spirit. Looking at his disciples, he announced, I tell you the truth, one of you is about to betray me. Eyeing each other, his disciples puzzled over which of them could do such a thing. The disciples that Jesus dearly loved was at the right hand of him at the table and was leaning his head on Jesus. And Peter gestured to this disciple to ask Jesus who it was he was referring to. Then the dearly loved disciple leaned into Jesus' chest and whispered, Master, who is it? The one I give this piece of bread to after I've dipped it in the bowl, Jesus replied. Then he dipped the piece of bread into the bowl and handed it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And when Judas ate the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Then Jesus looked at Judas and said, What you are planning to do, go do it now. Bible before breakfast, Mildred Kingsley Okongo here. Mm. The week is getting heavier. <laughs> it's, it's one of those weeks that so much is packed into. You know, they call it the Holy Week, starting from when Jesus entered into Jerusalem to the point where he resurrected. But it's such an intense week, especially if you're reliving it through the scriptures, you know, it's such an intense week. And by this time, the Bible tells us that Judas had already become offended. So he was already upset and he had gone to the Jewish leaders and asked them, how, what would you give to me if I hand him over to you? And they counted 30 pieces of silver and they gave it to him. And from that point on, the Bible says he started to strategize. He started looking for ways to betray Jesus. And this scripture here says that while they were having the Passover dinner, Jesus announced to them that it's so sad to say, but one of us here, one of us is about to betray me. And of course, everyone felt, how? How is that even possible? We've walked with this man. We've slept with him. We've eaten with him. We've... You know, we've been everywhere he's been. He's, we've seen him do miracles. We know he's the Messiah. How is it possible that we'll have a traitor in our midst? We've lived like brothers. We've been through the most difficult situations. We survived storms. We've, you know, we've slept where they literally, they had no home. So they've moved from place to place. They had been through stuff together. They had seen Jesus evolve over time. They had seen him do miracles. They had seen him give that amazing sermon on the mount. These people walked with him. They lived with him. So it seemed really alien to them that any one of them would betray him. And so they were really puzzled about it. That who can do? Who can? Who is? How, how is it even possible? Who can it be? And so, of course, Peter looks at John, Apostle John. The disciple Jesus loved. And I love how he does that. I love how he tells the story and calls himself the apostle Jesus loved. <laughs> you know, a lot of, for a long time, I thought Jesus actually was the one who used to call him the, the disciple I loved the most. No, he's the one that said it, that Jesus loved me the most. And funny enough, you would read about him. You find that initially he was one of the most troublesome. He was a son of thunder, very hot-tempered. But that's not what this is about today. 
So he was sitting right beside Jesus. In fact, he was leaning his head on Jesus. And then Peter said to him, ask Jesus, let's know. Ask the master who it is. Which one of us? It has, I mean, it's not possible. Which one of us? And so Apostle John asked Jesus, so which one of us is it? And Jesus said, the one that I give this piece of bread after I've dipped it in the bowl. I don't know if Jesus whispered it back. Or Jesus just said the words. I think Jesus just said the words. And it's amazing to me. And I thought about it for a long time. That Jesus said, the person I dip this bread and give it to will betray me. And you collected the bread, you ate it and you went to betray me. Like, Judas, how? Who are you? <laughs> how do you even sleep at night? I honestly struggle with this because I don't know how someone could have been with Jesus all this while and seen him for who he is, walked with him, heard him talked with him he's ministered to you and he says one of us is going to betray me and then he says the person i give this to and you collect it why didn't you say no thank you when jesus gave you the bread why did you say no thank you the key is in this so if you're reading from verse 21 down you would feel like oh it's inevitable you know something happened it was after jesus gave him the bread that satan now entered his heart and we'll talk about that in a minute in minutes because some people have argued, and, and I don't know where people get these arguments, but you know, for the sake of the podcast, let's help some people. People have argued that it was because Jesus had prophesied it and Jesus gave him the bread. He didn't say Judas would betray me. He said one of you. It could have been anyone. Judas agreed to be the one. And when he gave him the piece of bread, some people say because he collected a piece of bread and edit, that's when Satan entered him. Listen, we must be careful not to ascribe to Jesus what he doesn't have. Jesus is all good. There's no evil in him. He's not going about carrying Satan and giving it to him. So it's not like someone that... <laughs> when I was much younger, I used to hear people say things like if you're in boarding house in secondary school and you, should, you need to be careful not to eat from anyone because they can induct you into witchcraft if they give you maybe biscuit or something you'd eat it and you join no jesus is not like that he's not going around handing satan to people no let's scoot up a bit to the very beginning of this chapter maybe you will see why this happened and it's important that we read our bibles okay read your bible go back and bible before breakfast to encourage you to read your bibles not just for you to use as a devotional and move on with your life from verse 1, it says, Jesus knew that the night before Passover would be his last night on earth. And before leaving this world to return to the Father's side, all throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them, for every single one of them. So it wasn't like he selected a few. He loved all of them. And now he longed to show them the full measure of his love. Verse 2 tells us, Before their evening, evening meal had begun, the accuser, that Satan, had already deeply embedded betrayal into the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. So he was already there. And now this thing for me is very scary because I feel like you have to consistently check your heart to be sure it's not conducive for Satan to stay there. Satan entered his heart because there was room in his heart for Satan to enter. How did he make room? By offense. He was already offended from the point where Mary anointed Jesus. He said, why this waste? 
why, why is Jesus so special? What's special about him? We're all doing this work. We're all walking about with him. We're all making sacrifices. In fact, sometimes when we're on the trip, Jesus doesn't carry anything. I carry the money box. I'm the one that raises the offering. Jesus, what does Jesus even do? Lay hands on people and they're healed? I'm sure he must have been thinking crazy thoughts like that. He's just a man. He snores at night. He's a man. He's tired. He eats. He sleeps. Sometimes when we're even rowing the boats, he's asleep. He had some of those, those thoughts. And so offense opened his heart for Satan to dwell inside and to begin to put ideas of betrayal in his heart. So it was already in. It wasn't at the point where Jesus told him, go and do what you want to do. No, Jesus said, go and do what you want to do because what he wanted to do was already in his heart. Now, let me read to you the Matthew, Matthew 26 from verse 20. The same story, but Matthew's version of this story. The message translation says from verse 20, after sunset, he and the 12 were sitting around the table during the meal. He said, I have something hard but important to say to you. One of you is going to hand me over to the conspirators. They were stunned and then began to ask one after the other. It isn't me, is it, master? Jesus answered, the one who hands me over is someone I eat with daily. One who passes me food at the table. In one sense, the Son of Man is entering into a way of treachery, well marked by the scriptures. So there are no surprises here. In another sense, that man who turns him in, turns traitor to the Son of Man, says it's better never to have been born than to do this. Then Judas already turned traitor. Mark those words. Already turned traitor. Said, it isn't me, is it, Rabbi? And Jesus said, don't play games with me, Judas. <laughs> I don't know if that's what Jesus said, but the message translation is really cute. It says, don't play games with me. Like, are, are you messing with me right now? Are you, are you seriously messing with me right now? Like, don't you know it's you? So, the reason why I'm talking about all of this is because, as I always say, the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart. Someone asked me recently, what's the difference between what Peter did and what Judas did? The person's argument being that Peter was about to betray Jesus. And Jesus said it at the same time. He said the same night. He said to Judas, you're about to betray me. Go and do what you, what you want to do. And then he turns to Peter and says, you're going to deny me, but I've prayed for you. And someone said, that seemed unfair. Now, the difference is this. Peter was having a bad day. Judas had a bad heart. They are two different things. Peter argued to the last, I'm me, I can never, be, never deny you, Jesus. I would die for you. I would do this for you, me. I will go. And Jesus said, just keep quiet. Before the end of today, you will deny me three times before the cock crows. And... Judas, on the other hand, made no such arguments when Jesus said, go and do what you want to do. He didn't even say, um, are you sure? I, I really don't want to do this, Lord. Pray for me. You know? He didn't say anything. He just stood up and left because it was already in his heart. 
Verse 25 of Matthew 26 says, he had already turned traitor. Satan had already entered his heart. It wasn't like it was something that was about to happen. No, Peter's one said he has chosen to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you. There's a difference. So this also teaches me that there are times when people make mistakes. The difference is their heart. Is this person making a mistake because they're having a bad day or they're making a mistake because they're a bad person? I've experienced all kinds of relationships in my life and sometimes some of the people in my life have made, have done things that I thought were totally unforgivable and then God shows me, no, this is not about the person being bad, it's that the person's having a bad day. And other situations, I have seen people say things like, oh, but um, Judas, Judas was with Jesus, you know, he loved Jesus, he couldn't have, he couldn't have been like this from the start, maybe not. Maybe he wasn't like this from the start, but something happened along the way, and that's offense. So we must consistently check our hearts. Satan was able to enter because there was room. Satan was able to embed betrayal in his heart because he created the atmosphere for it. So be careful. Remember I said to you yesterday, Jesus said, blessed is he who is not offended in me. Offense will open the door for Satan. Jesus said, one of you will betray me. He didn't say, Judas, you will betray me. So it was a decision Judas made. In fact, if you read the scriptures very clearly, you will realize that Judas went to the chief priest, the high priest. He went to the priest. They didn't come to him. He went to them from that place of offense. And he said, what will you give me if I hand this guy over to you? Because I'm really offended by him right now. All he's thinking about is what he can get. One year's wages of oil wasted on him. He didn't think about the rest of us. Why didn't they share the money? Why didn't they give us honorarium as well? Why didn't they give us packs of food where we went? Why didn't they give us gift boxes? Why only Jesus? So he went to them and offered. And Bible says from that point on, he started strategizing. How can I hand this guy over? Peter was in a tight situation. He made the mistake. Now, finally, before I go, let me answer that question. Someone asked, what's the difference beyond being a bad person and having a bad heart? The thing about Jesus is that he's love. The same way Peter came and apologized is, and Jesus forgave him, it's possibly the same way if Judas had come back, Jesus would have forgiven him. So this morning, as always, I encourage you to check your heart. Don't let offense find room in your heart. If not, Satan will sit comfortably. And the truth is, you don't need to offer him a chair. He goes about with his own. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible Before Breakfast with Mildred Kingsley Kungwa.